1: absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell get it g m g p it is friday september the 15th 2023 y'all decided to wake y'all asses up ray g and i appreciate you being in the building it's good friday baby it's good friday we had football last night football on tomorrow we got the nfl on sunday everything is good life is good and the family is in the building what's happening with you, Ty to claire eric bryant let's go in the crib seven goat rings Goat rings said 90 minutes right uh jay ridge i don't know i don't know jay we're gonna see not my call call. yeah 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 Uh, what's up jackie moon tater wolf gmp squad in the building cole in the building jeff uh jimbo in the building it's a good crew today got a good show on tap for y'all excited Your boy's voice is gone. Jay Rich, we had a game last night, you know, out there coach my son's team. So, doggone voice is shot. We were up late, Jay, but we got a big, big banging-ass show for y'all today. And before we get started, man, I got to tell y'all about a new partnership. A really cool product on the market, man. Jay Rich, you know what it is. Some of y'all may have heard about it. Some of y'all may not have heard about it, but Mojo Fantasy, Jay, Mojo Fantasy. Let me pull up this and show you uh, what's going on in that department. Wait, no, we're not doing that yet. I got to get you on the building. How you doing, man? How you doing? How I'm you doing? G- I'm,
0: I'm good, bro. I'm good. You know, up late last night, watching the game, um, doing some work. Lots of things happening today. Lots of things happened throughout the weekend, but loaded show sheet. And my goodness, felt like almost every single fantasy relevant player did Dude. something. So we have a... Hell yes. of a lot to talk about today.
1: All right, but, uh, to, how you doing, man? I would introduce you first, man. I had to introduce you first, get you on the screen. Now you get off the screen. Now we're talking about some Mojo fantasy. So a lot of y'all were around when Mojo was around and, and kicked off last year. You had to be in New Jersey. But if you're looking for a new DFS-style contest where you get to pick player props, and then the cool thing about Mojo is... It's like the stock market, man. So if you pick Jalen Hurts over one and a half touchdowns and you feel like, man, this ain't going right, I don't think Hurts is going to get it, you can actually cash out of your prop. Like, get out. Get me out of this thing. Let me get into something different. So you see right here, I just did an example right there, cashed out of Tim Anderson live. The cool thing about it, you get money. It's almost kind of like a DraftKings contest style thing where you get 500 bucks and whoever has the most portfolio money at the end of the contest wins really, really, really interactive, dope product and probably the best customer service out there. So if you use the promo code Wake Up, you get 100% deposit match. I'll have my own double up contest happening next Monday for Monday Night Football. So it's a really, really dope product, man, by Mojo. I swear by it. It's fun. Little addicting. Check it out. And Jay, the best part about it, y'all, they run free contests. Literally, if you just sign up, Put your money in. They're giving away free money. Free contests you enter. Try it out. You can win money at the end of the day. So we're going to be talking about that a lot on this show uh, throughout the year. But, Jay, man, we got some other cool stuff that uh that is happening with the Destination Debbie team. And I want to give the loyal viewers of Wake Up an opportunity mm-hmm. to capitalize on some uh, discounts before everybody else gets in. But the entire Destination Debbie team, you – Gene and Ike from Off the Line. Uh, Paul from our Debbie podcast that drops on Saturday. Scott Connor, Shane, Ty DeClair, entire DD fam. We have uh, we have built something fun, man. DestinationDebbie.com is live, J. Rich. Website is up, man. So everybody can go over. DestinationDebbie.com is live. You can find all our podcasts there. We've got all types of different articles on the website. Database. We've got tools. JB has built out a phenomenal War Machine shout out to uh, Dynasty Koopa who built this tool like this for um for his uh for his product with warp. But this is uh we've got the destination Devi War Machine, a little bit different. got Videos, podcasts, we've got merch, we've got rankings on the website. Pretty damn cool. So if you're watching this right now, head on over to DD.com, use the promo code GMGP, capital G, capital M, capital G, capital P. You do that. You get 50% off of your first month for all access pass to the website. So make sure you check that out. DD.com. we got a dope team doing dope things. Really excited about this, Jay. It's about damn time we had God Dog website, man. It's about time, Jay Rich. About damn time, yeah. Super excited.
0: You know, Ty's in the chat. He dropped an article a few days ago. Gene's article, Start Sit, dropped this morning. You saw it there in the carousel very quickly. But tons of stuff. We got, like, scheduled, I think, two a day. And um, I'm sure Scott's going to talk about the schedule as well. He already talked about the pod schedule, but next is the writing schedule yep. and what to expect from us weekly, but around two a day or so. Ray, you as well even getting in on the action, Man. apparently. Yeah. I'm waiting for it. So yeah. you, if you want Ray to write his articles about Debbie, about the prospects, uh, all let all us know in the stuff. comments. It's let us be know
1: all in the comments, baby. It, it's going to be rookie all rookie and Debbie college stuff. stuff. Scott's going to do featured articles over there. Yo. It's going to be a real go-to. We are going to be the premier place for Dynasty Strategy. I'm telling y'all that right now. Jay Rich, when I told you three, four years ago Destination Devi was going to be, like this is going to be something, you probably didn't mm-hmm. believe me, but I was like, trust me, dude, trust me. And I'm telling y'all right now, when you're talking about Dynasty Strategy, fantasy football strategy, how to take down leagues, different ways of thinking, we will be the premier spot in the entire fantasy football space for dynasty and fantasy football strategy. I'm telling y'all that right now. So Hell yeah. It's a l- large testament to the people that are watching this show, large testament to the people who are behind the scenes. Brandon Gonzalez, who does a ton of stuff for us. I mean, this is mm-hmm. this is the machine that we are. And Destination Debbie ain't slowing down. It's to the freaking moon, baby. I'm excited, Jay, but we gotta talk football, man. We had Thursday night football mm-hmm. last night. We've got Sunday. We got Saturday. We got a lot of news. So let's go ahead and get into the news. Let's talk through that so we can get into these games, man.
0: All right, Ray. So a ton of injury news, obviously, throughout the week. It seems like this is what makes a lot of the headlines. So let's dive through it. We don't have to go too deep into Aaron Rodgers. He tore his Achilles. I mean, we all know that. Got surgery. We'll see what happens with him down the line. But obviously, Zach Wilson will be starting for the Jets for the remainder of the season. A lot of vets have been floated around. We've seen names like Ben Roethlisberger, Blake Bortles coming around absolutely insane but it seems like it's going to be zach wilson kind of unfortunate for them they did lose mike white it'd be great to have him now but we'll see what zach wilson can do that's still a very good defense and we may talk about them a little bit later Deontay Johnson week to week with a hamstring injury Jerry Judy though Ray expected to be back he did practice on Wednesday right? so that was surprising practice Wednesday and in full on on Thursday Sean Payne said he could have practiced week one he ultimately didn't Darren Waller said himself his hamstring isn't an issue but it was reported earlier in the week that it could be an issue for him this week so we'll see how much he ultimately plays and of course they're playing Arizona this week so that's not great for a high-end type production from Darren Waller Mark Andrews practiced Wednesday and Thursday he should be good to go for week two. Aaron Jones and Christian Watson, DNP for Thursday. Watson and Aaron especially, Jones especially
1: Christian Watson.
0: Both didn't practice. I mean, I'm not as worried about Aaron Jones, but Christian Watson not practicing all this week after missing all of last week. That's a little bit more concerning. Um, I didn't know this, Ray, but did you know that Brandon Cooks has a minor MCL sprain? He's not expected to play this week yes, either. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: and and some people say that's like a two to three week injury, man. So mm-hmm. Michael Gallup, Jalen Tolbert. Tolbert would be the guy that you know if that sneaky that it, it feels like it should be but I I don't know Jay because don't want to go there versus yet. the Jets I I, I don't know mm-hmm. what the I don't know what the implied total is for that game I don't know what the total is Loaf. for that one it could just be a run fest not a lot of points I don't don't jam Jalen Tolbert into your lineup this week this is not the week to play Jalen Tolbert not versus the Jets not no. n- knowing what his role could be, don't don't do it. Don't jam Jalen Tolbert in there. Don't do that what else we got
0: yeah so in Indianapolis news Anthony Richardson not on the injury report so there was you know some minor concerns from him early in the week obviously left uh the game in the fourth quarter a little bit was a little banged up but Zach Moss also returned to practice so hopefully that wretched running game Indianapolis can get a little bit improved I know that Zach Moss isn't a big improvement but he's definitely a guy that's probably the best in the room P Carroll said it's unlikely that Charles Cross and Abe Lucas suit up for week two against the Lions which is in Detroit so that is a massive game Panthers cornerback J.C. Horn probably is going to require surgery on his hamstring and could miss multiple months, Ray. It was initially projected to be a week to week injury with the hamstring, but it could be a larger surgery and he could miss multiple months. Um, We don't have an update on Jacoby Myers. He's still in concussion protocol from the game on Sunday. Noah Brown was placed on IR, and they were talking up Tank Dell throughout the week, saying he's going to get more opportunities. And last but not least, Ray, if it couldn't get bad enough for the Atlanta Falcons, Cordero Patterson is back, baby. So we have a three-headed monster for the Atlanta Falcons, and that running back room just got even more crowded. Only touches for Algier and for Bijan last week, but I'm assuming Cordero would factor in some, like, even a little bit this week. Yeah,
1: CPAT to get some touches, man. CPAT's going to get a couple of touches, no doubt about it. This team's gonna yep. run the ball. So um yeah, another another mouth defeat in the backfield. Ugh. Thank you for all the news. Sucks for um sucks for Aaron Rodgers, man. And we everyone's kind of talked about this yeah. ad nauseum over the week, but we have not at all talked about this. But how are you feeling about the Jets today? How are you feeling about Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, Tyler Conklin, maybe some of those other ancillary pieces that you had some sort of hope for at some point and Alan Lazard, maybe he can give me one or two games this year. You know, McCole Hardman in best ball. How are you feeling about the Jets in general? And what is your temperature on Aaron Rodgers moving forward in Dynasty?
0: Uh so one thing I did forget was Puka Nakua did pop up on the injury report. Oh, yeah, so P- if you please talk yeah, about yeah. the Prince yeah.
1: Puka. Prince Puka, please talk yeah, about Prince 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 Puka, man.
0: He may not play. So all those fab dollars people were spending man. on him, it's not looking so good. I mean they, we don't you don't know, know what what's doing? gonna happen.
1: You know what it is? McVay <laughs> rosters Puka in fantasy. He's got him on his dynasty leagues and he knows shit's not going to go well versus the 49ers. So let me yep. stash Puka. Let's not play him because if you play yep. him and he does bad, the value tanks. If you don't play him and they get blown out, it's all they lost because they didn't have Puka in the cool. He's got him on his rosters. I know, I've seen this play out, man. Keep going.
0: Oh yeah. Very, very smart. But yeah, in regards to the Jets, uh, I, I don't really think it's hard to project because this is exactly where they were last season, right? Like last season, they walked in the year. We weren't so sure about Garrett Wilson because he wasn't the stud like wide receiver four in fantasy. We know that now, but it's the same situation. You still have Zach Wilson. So you don't have a great offensive line. You have a slightly better running game because they brought in Dalvin Cook, but it's I feel bad saying this. It's the same old Jets, right? Like Alan Lazard, probably not going to do anything. Randall Cobb, definitely not going to do anything. It'll be Garrett Wilson or Bust. Maybe the tight ends factor in a little bit, but really, you probably don't want to play any of them, jo- especially in this week against Dallas.
1: Josh, what's up, Josh? Good morning, Josh. Thank you for watching. Josh says Rodgers comes back next year and returns to his old self. You know, I've been I, I've been Good. thinking about this, man. I, I don't think that he's going to retire. I don't believe that. Most of the no way. analysis that you hear right now, it's one of two, it's it's two opposite ends of extreme on Rodgers' return. Either he returns and looks exactly like Aaron Rodgers, or he's dust and he comes back and he's absolutely cooked. He's no good. My question to you, Jay, is when I watch this Jets team, they did win the game with Zach Wilson playing quarterback the entire game. Okay. Yeah. This defense is top one, top two, top three at worst defense in the NFL. Do you think that we were out over our skis a little bit thinking that Aaron Rodgers was going to be some 40-pass attempt guy in this offense? What if they were like, not saying he's not going to be efficient, but what if they, were, the plan was never to let him air it out as much as we maybe thought he would do like he had to do in Green Bay? I think he comes back and he's in between what we thought he would be this year and a little bit worse than that. I think he's a QB two it at best. There's no dynasty value what whatsoever for a 40 year old quarterback coming off of an Achilles tear where that year is probably his last year. You have no idea how he's going to progress through that because as you get older, you don't heal faster as you get older. That just, it doesn't work that way. You know, it, it's one of those things where I don't know what is going to happen for him. I know a lot of people are just sending him away for anything you can get. I can see that. I don't want to roster him for an entire year to hope that I can get QB 18. Yeah. It's just, it's for me, it's just more unfortunate that we don't get an opportunity to see him with this team, with a good running attack, with number 17, Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. It's a little unfortunate, but moving forward, like for Dynasty, I just I don't know, man. I don't roster him in any leagues. I had him quite a bit in underdog. I don't know about you, but it's just it's going to be very interesting to follow that story moving forward with Aaron Rodgers and his recovery and his return. And nothing more that Aaron Rodgers likes than to have that spotlight on him, right? We talked about him all offseason with the, the darkness and the decision. Now we get to do it all over again. Will he return? Does the dark night rise again? And all this other crap. So let's talk Thursday night football, man. The Eagles got it done, Jay. Philadelphia Eagles are 2-0 and on the season. They beat the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings fall to 0-2. You know they didn't lose their second game last year until week 11, and now they're already wow. on to. Yeah, they did not lose their second game until week 11 last year. They are 0-2 right now, competitive NFC North. You got the, you know, the Packers, the Lions. You look mm-hmm. at the Philadelphia Eagles inside this NFC East that's going to be competitive with Dallas, a very good defense with the Commanders, and we think that the Giants' offense may be a little better than we saw on Sunday Absolutely. night. But let's just, just talk about the performance from the Eagles, Jay, Watching that game, it didn't. It it just does not feel like the same Philadelphia offense that we saw last year. Now they do. Mm-hmm. They did change their offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen, in Indianapolis with Anthony Richardson. You watched how A. Rich looked his first week, and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. good OC, like Shane Steichen. Even Jalen Hurts, and I don't know how many of y'all watched the post game show on Amazon Prime where uh, Jason Kelsey and uh, Jalen Hurts were on there, and they were talking to Richard Sherman and company, and they asked him. They asked Jalen Hurts about sort of the, and they did it in a very tactful, professional way, but the slow start for the offense, having to win games on the ground, not really getting the passing game going. And Jalen Hurts pretty much said what I've been saying and what I thought, that... It's a work in progress with his new offensive Mm. coordinator. Now, they do know each other. There is a relationship there, but he's his own man. He doesn't call the game the same way that Shane Steichen does. It's probably going to look a little different for Philadelphia early. You watch Jalen Hurts. I'm just telling you what it looked like. He looked pretty slow. I'm like, is he running? Like, is he not running? What, What is going on? But obviously, the ground game was working well for them last night. DeAndre Swift, big game on the ground. Devonte Smith, and we're going to talk about him in a second, another big game, not so much for A.J. Brown. Dallas Goddard caught some passes, didn't get a bunch of yards. It's just a very different-looking Philadelphia team. I do think it's going to take a little bit of time for them to hit their stride. I'm not panicked on them. I'm not, they're 2-0. There's nothing to be panicked about. But we've, we're expecting a little more production, fantasy department, especially where you drafted yep. Jalen Hurts. Now he did get his customary goal line— he is the thief of all goal line joy, man. Unless you roster yep. Jalen Hurts, they get to the one, you might as well wrap. No receiver, they will not throw a fade. I can tell you that right <laughs> now. They they will not be throwing the ball inside the two yard line. You're just praying that they actually hand it off to the running back to score, which DeAndre Swift got. But you know what we do, Jay? This is the overreaction heat check Thursday night football. So let's talk about it, Jay. Let's get the first player on the board, and who are we going to put your feet to the fire with, Jay? uh, DeAndre Swift. Let's just talk about him. Swizzy, 100 and what, 75 yards, 179, 28 carries,
0: 175, touchdown, three receptions, six yards. So not anything through the air, but, Ray, my goodness, talk about bell cow running back, 28 carries. The Philadelphia Eagles almost ran the ball 50 times yesterday down the throats of the Vikings, but... Ray, what are you thinking for DeAndre Swift? Do you, I mean, we, what, what, yeah, this is his
1: buy or sell, right? Well, that that's the question, right? <sighs> there, there, were, there are a lot of people who are kind of wishy-washy with DeAndre Swift. So if you are, there's a prime opportunity to move him today. There's a prime opportunity today to move him. And if you're not and you are pro-Swift, you're probably feeling pretty damn good. But I'm asking you, what are you doing with your Swift shares today? How are you feeling? Would you be more inclined to go buy him today or more inclined to trade DeAndre Swift? I
0: don't know what to do with my Swift shares. Actually, Ooh, you, Ren, Caleb you would says know.
1: Sell, Caleb <laughs> so, Smith. Caleb Smith. What's up, Caleb? Caleb says S E L L in caps.
0: Jay. Yeah. So I was actually approached this week by our buddy Gabe about selling DeAndre Swift in our Royal Rumble League because I have I traded for Swift last season. I lucked into him landing on the Eagles, and you know we're here now. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll hold. I'll wait. Then he does this. And my first reaction is sell, right? Like you're not buying Swift. And I don't know. Like I legitimately don't know if someone would sell him for less than a first. Because if people, for less pe- than a people, first? Who, Man. people who own Swift, they love that guy. Like they've been in from the beginning. They've been waiting for Swift to finally pop off. And Man. God damn it, we're here, right? This could be the best game he ever has his entire career. Like, Everybody when is he going to get 28 carries again? Everybody. Think,
1: Conja, he's made of glass. So I haven't seen... Oh, here goes a buy. Okay, we got a couple buys. There's a of couple buys in there, but that's,
0: that's the issue is that, okay, you can say buy, but the price is going to be very high. You can't just buy a running back who had 28 carries and 175 yards on the low. You're probably going to have to be in that first territory, and that, for me, puts him out a sell. If you can get, you know two seconds a player in a fur, like a player in a second maybe somehow get like a 24 25 first maybe down the line that may be the way you got to play it but yeah i think i'm leaning more towards the sell side than the buy every side for joe
1: swift. but legitimately
0: i am holding i am holding the damn line and seeing what happens with my shares but if you ask me to pick a side it would definitely be sell
1: okay we got more uh, sell wins sell wins uh for the deandre swift so that's what it is Everybody said sell Swift. I just want to know, put in, the, put in the chat, what are you selling Swift for? I just want to know what you're looking to get. Like, realistically, don't give me pie-in-the-sky BS. I want y'all to tell me, if you're selling them, put it in there, you know, competitive league. What are you selling them for? What are you selling them for? And make sure y'all, hey, hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. I got yes, a lot of people in here right now. We're pushing 300 on a Friday. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel. Do all that good stuff. All right, Jay. Next player on the overreaction heat checklist, I just want to ask you, Jay. Is there a case to be made, a case to be made, Jordan Richards, Jay Rich, Mm -hmm. Skip Richards, Mm -hmm. for this player to be ranked number one at their position in Dynasty? I'm talking about, make sure I pull up the right one, TJ Hawkinson. Is this the tight end one in Dynasty, man? Is he tight end one? Let me just say some names. Kelsey's sitting up top, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts. Those are your – let's throw Dalton Kincaid in there as well. Those four tight ends, Hawkinson, Pitts, Kincaid, Andrews, Kelsey, you want him? Is he tight end one? Is that an overreaction hot take that TJ Hawkinson is the tight end one in Dynasty? So here's what's not an
0: overreaction, Ray, is that he is phenomenal. He is a target monster. This team, for fantasy football purposes, is one of the best in the NFL. This defense is atrocious. They're going to put up points. Kirk Cousins, again, over 40 attempts. And once again, TJ Hawkinson, a ton of targets. He should be tight end one for me or very close to it. The only reason why I don't think you can say that he's tight end one is because I don't think Kirk Cousins comes back and that really hurts his upside, right? We need this Kirk Cousins offense to really drive home that tight end one value. We know that Pat Mahomes is gonna be Pat Mahomes. We know that Lamar Jackson is gonna be Lamar Jackson for Mark Andrews. And we know that you know Kyle Pitts is probably never gonna get any targets. Maybe Kincaid can become a safety valve for Josh Allen and, be, and really thrive, but without the quarterback and the confidence that we have, that quarterback can't be tight end one. But for wait, wait, this hold on, season, hold on. don't
1: we say targets are earned? Don't don't we sit up here and say targets? are do, earn, right? So, but if you if, but if, if, if you, bring you bring in a rookie can, quarterback, so how do you feel about Jefferson then? How do you feel about
0: Jefferson? I'm, Jefferson is Jefferson. He's he's his talent is beyond comparison, right? Like again, another one hundred and fifty dudes had back to back one hundred and fifty yard games. But he's a guy who, again, he'll suffer too. If they bring in a quarterback who's not as talented, they don't throw the ball as much, he will struggle. But struggling for Jefferson is still a wide receiver one, right? Hawkinson, if he doesn't see this immense volume, then he's kind of just another top six tight end. So he can't be tight end one when you compare him to a high volume guy like an Andrews, a high volume guy like a Kelsey. Um, you know, for dynasty long term, of course, the production may be there and the value may be there. But for me, I think if I had the security of Cousins, I would say pretty close to yes or very close to it. Uh Love Hawkinson, he's delivering everything we hoped for that we hyped up in the offseason.
1: All right. Next player, let's pull him up, overreaction heat check. What are we doing with Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins is I mean, he just goes out there and he's just 300 yards. 300 yards, 300 yards. Yeah, sure. He's going to fumble here and there. He's going to throw some interceptions. But I mean, you you just talk about a consistent thrower of the football, Jay. This is a this is a this is a guy who's probably even when he's done in Minnesota, has another two years somewhere else, right? He's got another two years as a starting quarterback right now. It's tough because the dynasty value is not really there. It's just no one's really going to want him. But let's just say you're looking at the situation. Minnesota's 0-2. Schedule doesn't get much easier for them. What if they start off really slow and they end up in a position where they've got a chance to draft another quarterback what would you mm-hmm. do with your cousin shares right now? You're looking at that team. You know he's not under contract for next year. Is this a veteran, an older veteran player that you're okay with just letting, I just say, kind of rot on your roster. Like, that's fine with me, a roster rotter. That's fine. Some players, Derrick Henry, you can rot on there. I'm not going to get what you're probably worth on the market. So if I can't get what you're probably worth or going to produce for somebody else, I'll just hold you. You can just rot there. We'll, we'll use the points, and when you're done, you're done. Would you would you be looking to make any type of move with Cousins or are you just riding that production out?
0: Uh, I'd be looking to buy him 100%. You know, you talk about a guy that throws the ball with accuracy with anticipation and throws the ball a ton and especially, you know, whether he's in Minnesota or on another roster, I'm willing to bet he's going to go to an advantageous situation. Ooh. He's not going to go to a place where he's going to just hold the ball. Cousins is a
1: falcon next year. I'm buying.
0: And again, like I don't think there's a situation Ooh. where Kirk Cousins is not gonna be good for fantasy. The volume's gonna be there. He's gonna go to an offense that suits his skill set. And so for me, I'm a hundred percent buying because the price is so low. And again, another QB one performance. And I think what's not be kind of being lost in this ray, back-to-back monster performances for QBs against the Eagles. Mac Jones did it last week, yeah, and we didn't well- expect it. And Kirk Cousins probably put up a QB top, like QB one, potential performance, four touchdowns, 364, you know, someone could maybe top it, but it's crazy. monster performance again against the Eagles because they just don't put teams away and they really take their foot off the pedal, even on defense. So uh, I would definitely be buying Kirk Cousins and just letting him rot on my roster. If he's fire
1: there. up, fire up the quarterbacks and pass catchers against the Philadelphia Eagles. You're right, Jay, right now defensively it's not the same defensive unit and uh they're not playing they're not playing good defensive football man that they, they, you know they're yep. just not doing that so a couple of more players overreaction heat check jay let's get to uh let's get to one of the studs from the game let's get to one of the studs from the game the slim reaper devonta smith went out there what he have? Mm-hmm. three catches 123 yards and a touchdown two Fourth, four and 131 four and 131 for for smitty the slim reaper so Let's talk about him in relation to his other wide receiver counterparts, Jay. And I'm trying to pull up, uh, here we go, KTC. I got the KTC rankings up. We're going to talk a little Smitty. Is Devontae Smith, is Devontae Smith, because right now they got him at wide receiver 10. Is is it appropriate for him to be at 10 and Chris Olave at 7, CeeDee Lamb at 4, Garrett Wilson at 5? Would you put Devontae Smith inside your top five dynasty wide receivers right now? Right? Let me just give you what KTC has is the top five. Jefferson, Chase, St. Brown, CD Lamb, Garrett Wilson. After that, Tyreek Hill, Chris Olave, A.J. Brown, Jalen Waddle at nine, and Devontae Smith at 10. Is Smitty a top five receiver in the league?
0: Top five receiver in the league? Um, I would say yes, but not on the Eagles, unfortunately, right? When you're talking about scoring points and fantasy, they do take away from each other a little bit, right? Smitty on his own team would go absolutely nuclear every single week, right? I think we all know this. Um, It's kind of similar when you talk about Jalen Waddle, but the question I brought to you actually earlier, and I'd, I'd love to know how the chat feels about this. I think that Smitty might be the best two if you want to put it that way like i don't mean it in a bad way but like we have jalen waddle who's never passing tyree kill like it's never. just not happening he's not going to outproduce him right t higgins is never going to outproduce what we see from jamar chase but we are seeing smitty legitimately produce like aj brown and so potentially you talk about the value of the two guys aj brown and smitty should probably be boom <laughs> neck and neck because it seems like every week you can't predict they're who's going to go they're off
1: they're eight and, and ten. they're very close they're, eight they're and very ten. close
0: right but i think you can make the case for one over the other but if I'm picking a guy, it would still be AJ Brown. Do you feel any differently about that? Like, would you pick Smitty over AJ Brown right now?
1: Probably They're not. So Probably They're so close. Probably So it's not no. a lot. But no, I, I yeah. still well that, that leads in that leads into the next overreaction um sort of hot take. So let's just get to it right now. It is AJ Brown. And you look mm-hmm. at the game last night. Cool. He didn't have a big game. He had a touchdown called back because Penny was out there pass protecting when he shouldn't have been. He had seven mm-hmm. receptions for 70-something yards in week one. The Philadelphia passing attack is not clicking right now. I'll just say this. I would not be—I know it sucks. What do you have, three receptions, like 20 yards last night? It wasn't a lot. 429, yeah. I know what. I know it sucks, but I would not be overreacting, panic-selling A.J. Brown. He led the team. No. What was he? He led the team. He was tied with Smith in receptions in week one. Had a little mm-hmm. down week two, short week. They ran the ball. Jalen Hurts wasn't – it just wasn't clicking early in the passing game. The short throws weren't there. He threw one yeah. to him after they got in a little argument on the sideline. It was broken up by Byron Murphy a little late on the throw. They just have to get their timing right. But, you know, Jay, you watch this offense. If they're going to run the ball all the time, it just – A.J. Brown ain't getting no 1,400, 1,500 yards in this offense mm-hmm. if this is how they want to play. So – Maybe adjust expectations a little bit, but am I am I going to leapfrog Devonta Smith after one big game over AJ Brown? When I've seen AJ Brown do the exactly what Devonta Smith has done like eight, nine, ten times in his career? No. That that is taking it a little too far with the overreaction. Would I rather Devonta Smith over Jalen Waddle? Yes. Yes, I would. Mm-hmm. I'm with and you. I'm gonna put foot to fire now to UJ, to everybody in the chat. Smith or Garrett Wilson, right now. Current situations in Dynasty, who do you have? Smitty or A.J. Brown? No con, just one of those. You got to draft one, ADP, auction. Who do you want, Jay Rich, right now? Garrett Wilson or Devonta Smith?
0: I think I still want Garrett Wilson, but I could make the case for Smitty, right? Like, I think both are great, yeah, that's the wrong but answer. I think I would still take Garrett Wilson. I know, I'm but, you're not going to like breath. it. You're not like, but Ray, the, the one thing that, you know, we talk about this Eagles offense and what's most concerning, you talk about AJ Brown potentially being an underperformer. You know, Garrett Wilson, obviously going to underperform all year with Zach Wilson, if nothing changes. And then you have Smitty, right? Same offense. Jalen Hurts, back-to-back weeks, hasn't thrown for 200 yards and hasn't thrown for two touchdowns. Period. In two straight, two straight weeks. Now, the defense week one against the Patriots, tough. But against the Minnesota Vikings, he basically did what Baker Mayfield did. And that's that's saying something, right? Baker Mayfield didn't play that great against the Vikings, and Jalen Hurts basically did the same thing. Now, they did run the ball a ton. He only threw the ball 23 times. But we may see this efficient Jalen Hurts and not so much the down-the-field passing volume that we've seen in the past. And I think that's a little bit concerning for me for both of them, right? You talk about they can't both thrive in a regular offense that they're throwing you know, 230, 240 yards, Now, if he's, you know, under 200, 220, it's even less volume to go around for those two guys, which is a little bit concerning.
1: Man, can we just give a big shout out to the 2021 wide receiver class inside this top 10? Jamar Chase, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jalen Waddle, and Devontae Smith. Four players from 2021. You look at 2020, you got Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, 2022, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. What a nice crop of wide receivers we've had come into the NFL over the last Your happy price, price line. All right, Jay, enough of Thursday Night Football. Let's get to the Sunday slate of games and the players that we are excited to see play. Who are we starting off at, Jay?
0: Oh, Ray, this is an easy one for me. When I saw this game on the slate, I was like, oh, this is great for us. We're talking about Packers at Falcons. Week two, Atlanta, one and a half point favorites in this game, 40 and a half point over under. It's so not a great total, but again, you know, we expect a lot of running from the Atlanta Falcons. We expect great defense yep. from the Packers. But I'm excited to see Jordan Love, right? Week two, Jordan Love. Week one, he looked great. Hoping to see what he can do against the Falcons defense. And this is where I think two things are going to happen. Either you're going to see Jordan Love be good, or you're going to see the Atlanta Falcons defense be good. And I'm trying to figure out which one and which one's going to break here because Mm. I love that I saw from Jordan Love, but I also really liked what I saw from the Falcons defense. Jesse Bates has them on a whole different level. They revamped their defensive line. I think there's a lot of good things coming for the Falcons. And so for me, the biggest test and what I want to see is can Jordan Love play well against this defense? And is this defense for real? Because if they are for real, Ray, I am even more concerned about Kyle Pitts and Drake London than I was before because this schedule I mean, you look at the schedule, this is probably one of the toughest games they'll play all year, and they're playing it at home. 40-point over-under isn't great, but of course, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Ray, what the hell do we do in this matchup? Because it's not a good one. I
1: I don't want to say their defense is for real or not for real, but after week one, when you look at defensive EPA per play, uh, the Atlanta Falcons were top eight in the NFL. Behind the Ravens, 49ers, Commanders, Jags, Browns, Cowboys. So after week one and I get it it was versus Bryce young Carolina Panthers young team I don't know if it's legit or not but they seem pretty good I am excited too to see Jordan Love play as well as getting an opportunity to see and I think this might be his last stand Jay this might be his last stand Drake London I mean uh, <laughs> Jair Alexander let's go I'm just I just need to know was it just a blip or is this a trend and right now I'm looking on KTC. Drake London is outside of the top 20 wide receivers in Dynasty. He is valued wow. as wide receiver 21. Jay, wow. if Drake, Dra- Jay, if Drake London does not play well this Sunday, I, I think fa- I think most fantasy gamers, for, for, for better or worse, are going to be like, I'm out. I could see him falling below Jahan Dotson, Cooper Cup, George Pickens, Michael Pittman, Debo Samuel. He's at mm-hmm. wide receiver twenty one today. When we did the show on Monday, he was at nineteen. The people are very concerned about Atlanta. They're concerned about London, Jay. This could be the last stand. So I'm excited to see him play. Of course, we want to see Bijan Robinson. Yes, yeah, yeah. that is that is here. an obvious and some Desmond Ritter. How bad is he? But you got some trivia here, Jay. I do have a trivia question for everybody in the chat. The this will be a trivia. good one.
0: If anyone actually gets this answer, I'm gonna be very impressed. If so anyone Ray, the gets last
1: this answer. If anyone gets this answer, if it go GMGP, there's only a hundred uses. <laughs> go get the code, get fifty percent off. If anybody gets this answer, hit me up and we'll we'll, we'll talk about some. But go ahead, give the chat trivia. Let's go. So the last time these two teams played, the Packers and the Falcons, it was in 2020.
0: Green Bay won 30 to 16. But the question for your, the chat, Ray, is. Who was the leading rusher for the Atlanta Falcons in this game? I wouldn't
1: have gotten this. There's no way. I wouldn't There's have gotten no this. There's no way. Hey, I you can't look it up. You got like 30 team. seconds. If you don't answer it in 30 seconds, it doesn't count. Answer ask the question again, Jay. So, for everyone in the chat, once again, the last time these two teams played was in
0: 2020. Green Bay won 30 to 16. But who was the leading rusher for the Atlanta Falcons in this
1: game? All right, let's see if anybody can get it. Let's move on to the next game. What do we have, Jay? Next game is... I, Ray, I'm not really too excited about this game. It's kind of Damn, gross. Your, We're, have your the, answer... Your question wasn't hard enough. There it is. That We got we got one right here. We got Todd Gurley. Is, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Dude, Todd Gurley. I forgot Todd Gurley Gu- even played for them. Gila, how do you say this name, Jay? Gula... Gula... <laughs> GL. GL. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't like messing up people's names. I need the, the the what is it? The phonetic that how you what do you call yeah. that thing? Yeah, I need that. I yeah, need the phonetic that, spelling. Got it right, baby. Good job. Appreciate you being Good on job. the show. Yes, it was Ty Gurley, not Tevin Coleman, Brian Hill. All right, Jay. Who we got? We have the
0: Raiders and Buffalo Bills. Hopefully, the Josh Allen rebound game after that awful performance against the Jets. Um, but Ray, honestly, like outside of the usual suspects, it's Stephon Diggs. Sure, I want to see Gabe Davis. I want to see James Cook. He was great, especially.
1: When hey man, you talk don't about his don't usage. you pat? Look at Diggs, man. Now there's oh. Des Bryant oh. out there pumping up Stefan Diggs of the Chiefs. I got. I tell. Oh. I, I told Des, man, you're saying some wild things on Twitter right now, but he is. Um, he is adding Stefan Diggs and Patrick Mahomes trying to <laughs> trying to facilitate a deal. Old Dez Bryant.
0: Des Bryant tampering, love it, love yes. it, love it. But yeah, we have the Raiders and the Buffalo Bills. Um, but again, the biggest thing for me is Jimmy G's usage in the passing game. He funneled targets to Devontae Adams and to Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers probably not going to play in this game. But, you know, from the Buffalo standpoint, we all know who we want to see. We want to see Kincaid. We want to see Josh Allen play well. Stephon Diggs, maybe some Gabe Davis and a lot of usage for James Cook. If you go look and read Gene's article that was dropped this morning, he had some great nuggets from the utilization report from Dwayne McFarlane about James Cook and kind of what he could do this week. He is starting James Cook, so go and read the rest of that article for the other players. He is starting and sitting. But the biggest thing for me is Jimmy G. I thought he looked really good week one. You know, he did, he did throw the end zone interception. That's part of the experience. That's baby. part of part Jimmy of G Rod.
1: You get an end zone pick, that's just what happens. And then Josh Allen should have a big game.
0: So, a lot the books are expecting a massive bounce back game for the Buffalo can, Bills at home, talk, home
1: opener. Can we talk Josh Allen for a minute with the people? Can we can, chat family? Yeah. Can we talk Josh Allen for a minute? You know, I think 84 turn, turnovers since 2018, number one oh, in yeah, the NFL. That number. number one Wolf. in the NFL. Um,. It's it's been a it's been an interesting back half of last season, and it's only one game, so we don't want to overreact too much from there. But you look at the top of every dynasty chart; it's um, Mahomes at the top, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, in some combination or order. Yeah. From what you've seen, just let's here's another bonus overreaction heat check. What what do you think about the top of the quarterback rankings? It's just early. It's early. They need to get their rhythm. They need to get their groove. Everything is going to be okay. Or do you look at some of the things and say, well, maybe there are some reasons for concern. Do I need to put Joe Burrow up there? Do I need to move Justin Herbert or I'm just asking the question, Jay. Is there any concern long term right now this year for a Josh Allen, for what we've seen early from Jalen? Are you concerned at all, at all?
0: I would say I'm a little concerned about the high-end production that we expected from these guys when we drafted them. Uh, Not as concerned about Mahomes. I think I'm always going to trust Mahomes to figure it out, right? Week one was week one, and he didn't have Kelsey, and that's a big thing for him, clearly, because they didn't play that great and obviously dropped a ton of passes. When you talk about Jalen Hurts, if this offense doesn't become close to what it was last season, as I mentioned, under 200 yards in both games, under a touchdown passing in both games, I don't think he's gonna do that every game, but if he's right. closer to the 22 to 25 touchdown mark and not, you know, pushing the 30 mark, that's bad for the pass catchers. It's bad for Jalen Hurts. And you'd have to run for even more touchdowns than he did last season where he ran for 11, right? So you talk about that high end ceiling that we wanted from Jalen Hurts, that could be coming down a little bit because of the pass catchers and because of the offense as a whole, if they choose to run the ball more. Josh Allen... I was kind of always concerned about because I wasn't sold on Dalton Kincaid fixing this offense. And I I don't know if you saw the quotes from, I believe it was Jordan Palmer talking about Brian Dable and how much he means to Josh Allen. Not because he meant a ton, but he's like one of the smartest offensive minds in football and you can't replace someone like that in your building. And we've seen the Bills struggle to some degree ever since they lost Brian Dable to the Giants. And now they're trying to kind of pick up the pieces Figure out the offense. It's still a great team, but that that ceiling we saw from Josh Allen was partially because he was being coached by one of the most one of the smartest and best offensive minds in football, in Brian Dable. And so again, I think the ceiling that we saw from Allen and from Hertz could be a little bit lower this year. And I know that J.J. Zacharyson talked about that. He said these guys probably can't do what they did last season, but they will still be very high end assets for fantasy football.
1: Yeah, it's um. I see a little conversation in the chat, and I, and I I. I... I agree with John. Um, John said this is why QBs should be playing a little in the preseason they all look super rusty. I agree yeah. with them but then I also understand the other side of that you stick Mahomes which he did play. Josh Allen did play a little bit in the preseason right? Some teams didn't play their QBs at all like why the hell I, I, why is Desmond Ritter not taking snaps right he needs to be out there. there's no reason mm-hmm. for him not to be taken you don't need to protect go take reps. I, I don't know. Part of me is like you're watching this and it is rusty. Like offensively, the product For has sure. been rusty. It is backed by the lack of touchdowns that were scored in week one. It's mm-hmm. rusty, but I, I get it. You know, Joe said NFL teams are willing to eat week one losses opposed to looking bad, but can't you can't eat week one and week two and week three losses. So hopefully these teams get it figured out, Jay. But let's move on to the next uh, game that we're looking forward to watching this weekend and talk about some some big-time players that all – all of them need to bounce back except the rookie yep big redemption
0: game for these two teams the baltimore ravens head to cincinnati cincinnati is favored by a three An over under of 46 and a half which isn't crazy high but it is high for this slate so they're expecting a ton of points in this game um for everyone who isn't aware this is where jamar chase really thrives he absolutely destroys the ravens he's had seven receptions in all four games he's played against the ravens so that's a big factor here of course we are looking for a jamar chase game Joe Burrow, of course, needs to bounce back. They don't pay him $275 million to not throw touchdowns. And then, of course, you talk about Mark Andrews and Zay Flowers. Those are the two guys that I'm also looking to watch. Lamar Jackson, we'll see how he ultimately operates in this offense, but I need to see what Todd Monkin does now that he has Mark Andrews back. because Uh, Mark is back,
1: right? Mark, Mark is back, right? Mark is playing this week. That is confirmed. Andrews is in. Yeah. Andrew should be back. He's practicing all week. So he should be back this week. I know that he almost played last
0: week, but definitely should be back. And it's just curious, how does he ultimately fit into this offense? Because as you mentioned, and you talked about in the rookie report, Zay Flowers, 10 targets. The next guy had like three targets so clearly zay is going to be the number one wide receiver but what's his target share look like and how does he operate with mark andrews in this offense because clearly they don't really care to get the ball to odell beckham jr to rashad bateman or to any of the other players it's zay flowers and it's probably going to be a ton of mark andrews so the question is is that what does zay's target share look like and i don't want to ding him too much because even if he has a 20 percent target share with mark andrews there that's great for yeah, where he's at for in rookie his receiver. development. Yeah, exactly. Week two, rookie receiver, that's great for his development and will only continue to grow. And the willingness to get him the ball is what I'm so excited for. So I'm excited for this game. And the biggest thing for people who are on the Cincinnati side, if Marcus Williams does not play, Joe Burrow should honestly shred them.
1: If he if he does not play in this game, I think they if should Marcus get shredded. I think Marcus Williams plays, Joe Burrow should shred them. Doesn't Cincinnati shred Baltimore every time? Jamar Chase S- abusing Marlon Humphrey every time they play? Doesn't that happen? So the big,
0: they do, but but you talk about the stats. Baltimore Ravens in 2021 were the worst passing defense in the entire NFL. They allowed over 275 passing yards per game last season. With the addition of Marcus Williams only playing ten games, 231 passing yards allowed per game. That was in the bottom ten, but it wasn't as bad as it was the prior season. So that's the impact he has in that secondary at the free safety spot. And I think that if he doesn't play, it could be a massive bounce back game for the Bengals. But, Ray, is there anybody that you're looking forward to? Maybe some Joe Mixon life in Week 2?
1: Um, I just want to see both of these teams play well. We didn't see anything yeah. from T. Higgins. He got eight targets, no receptions. I like the peripheral analytics and metrics around that game. Even though he didn't yes. do anything, it wasn't like T. Higgins was not involved in the offense. Joe Burrow just stunk. He just was bad. And when he was bad, nobody else is going to eat. I just want to see all of them. I want I want to see the Cincinnati Bengals show up. I want to see what they... I just want to see what they look like with Irv Smith, with Jamar Chase, yep. with Ty. I just want to see the Bengals show up. That's all I can. I don't. Sure. There's every player. Boyd, Chase, Higgins, Irv Smith, Mixon. show up Bengals. And then from the Baltimore side, <sighs> Jay, if you had to pick right now, what running back to start for the Ravens this week, who would it be? <laughs> Roll the dice. Uh, Gus Edwards. Okay. and you you feel he'll lead the team. Edwards, so it's gonna be Edwards, uh, Justice Hill,
0: Melvin Gordon. It's funny. Yeah. yeah, Melvin Gordon's probably a no. Um, I think the problem is is that like, should we trust? Am I wrong, Ray, to think that Gus Edwards is probably the most likely goal line candidate? Because we did see Justice Hill score two touchdowns last week. I don't know,
1: man. I don't know, sure. I don't but know. Literally,
0: what do he have? He had like eight yards on seven carries, and he scored two touchdowns. So how are we believing in this guy? Uh, like, I, there's no way. So I, mean, I get it. I don't
1: know. It's I, I want to see. I want to see Baltimore's rushing. Attack. I want to see Lamar Jackson throw the ball. He looked good, he yeah. he, he, did, he was out there not looking that good versus Houston. If we're being real, he, looked, he didn't look. He also did not play in preseason. So. I'm not saying things that are uncommon. You didn't play in preseason. You haven't had live action. You're probably going to look rusty. I just want to see the Baltimore Ravens come back. I just want to see both of these teams show up. That's what I'm willing to see. Of course, Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers, of course. Who else we got?
0: Next game on the docket, Ray, probably going to be a highly anticipated one for a lot of people. Definitely, you would want to watch this game. The Detroit Lions and the Seattle Seahawks round two, Ray, in Detroit last year. This game was a 48 to 45 barn burner. And, Ray, I have a great nugget for you that you're going to absolutely love. But Lions home opener should be bumping four and a half point spread, 47 point over under one of the highest on the weekend. I'm obviously looking to Jameer Gibbs. I think he gets unleashed this week at home. So very excited for Gibbs as well. A little bit unfair to the Seahawks, 10 days to prepare for the Lions. So they were in Kansas City, got a big dub, riding high, going into this home opener. They are going to be so jacked up. Like I'm so, I honestly wish I could go to the game. I kind of want to like just take the trip and go to Detroit because it's going to be absolutely insane, worth the price of admission. But yeah, Jameer Gibbs, Alain Ross St. Brown should eat. He did not play in this game last season. And then Ray talking about Sam Laporta, because if you recall, there was a tight end on the Detroit Lions last season that you had a nickname for. Do you remember what that nickname was? What was it, Jay. It was the fraudulent one. You said every week, TJ Hawkinson, the fraudulent one, never gets any targets, never produces. When he played the game against the Seattle Seahawks, 12 targets, eight receptions, 179 yards, and two touchdowns. And after that week, you had to drop the fraudulent one nickname. So you talk about a defense that hardly improved and improved outside but not as much inside. I'm pretty sure that Sam Laporta can beat Bobby Wagner up the seam, so I'm not too worried about that. I think it could be a big game for Sam Laporta. But Ray, I have to ask you, because no matter how I slice it, I'm not excited for this Seattle offense. Like, name a player. Kenneth Walker was okay last week. The pass catchers, you can't possibly pick a guy to be the guy. Who do you want to play when you're talking about Uh, Seattle Seahawks, and more importantly, even Geno Smith at all. I was looking at his book lines yesterday. Kenneth Walker. They're still okay.
1: Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, right? I'm going to roll out Kenneth Walker. You're rolling out DK Metcalf. I don't know what is Tyler Lockett, is he back? Is he not back? I, I don't I don't we know.
0: We don't have an official injury report on Tyler Lockett just yet. Yeah.
1: Um chat's uh chat's firing me up for you pulling the uh the receipts out there, Jay. Uh yeah, he is no I had the eat crow on that one. He is definitely not the fraudulent one. It was uh it was the Lions that made me think that. But yeah, this is a game where I just want to see uh I just want to see the Lions. I want to see Gibbs play well. Amon Ross St. Brown let, let's see let's see if we can get some of those air yards that that we were promised we were promised air yards for Amon Ross we, we did not get the air yards that there was a missed air yard opportunity but damn I want some more mm-hmm. and to your point I think I, I, I am I'm very bullish on Sam Laporta very bullish on Sam yeah. let me ask you this Jay feet the fire who would you okay. rather have straight up context don't worry about any of that. Right now, would you take Kyle Pitts or Sam Laporta in Dynasty? If oh, you had to pick. It's,
0: bro, it's Sam Laporta. Like, I'm sorry, people, but it's Sam You're that dismissive of
1: Kyle Pitts. Like, you're that it's, dismissive. It's
0: not that I'm dismissive of the talent, but literally, Ray, you couldn't convince me that this situation is going to change. Like, if if we're being honest, they're going to trend in opposite directions probably all season long. And so, if I'm buying high, buying low and I can sell a little bit higher on Laporta, I fully expect that. But for Pitts, I mean, what are we, what are we buying Laporta. for?
1: Joe said, "Who else?" Joe said, "Laporta, Joe and Jay Ridge, the two Js." Jimbo, where are you at now? Joe, Jay, and Jimbo, who are y'all on? That's what I want to know. The three Js, the three amigos, right there. So, uh, Sam Laporta, I, I like him too. I like him this week. Let's see. Would Seattle. you take Pitts or Laporta? Huh? That's your question. You Not mine. We're or? on the next game. <laughs> we're on in the next. Game. We're on in the next game. Chargers Titans. I have no images for this one because I really didn't talk. Want to talk about the game? I'm gonna just say this, Jay. I saw a report that DeAndre Hopkins' ankle is high ankle sprain, not practicing. Mm-hmm. You know Dude. what time it is, Ray? You know what time it is? Is it is it is it is it Malik Willis, Will Levis time? <laughs> Who is it? What time is it? I mean, this this I'm asking because this team, if if Nuke is not playing, what what are the Titans gonna do? What are the Titans doing? This feels like they feel like a dynasty team stuck in the middle that. They've got yeah, they all. It, it's the dynasty team that you go to the roster, and there's eleven rookies, and then Mike Evans, Zeke Elliott, yeah. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. They're in between rebuild and trying to compete. What is Tennessee if 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 Hopkins isn't playing? Jay, the Tannehill already was looking bad. This. This team is going nowhere fast. And now they got to deal with Bosa with this this offensive line. Khalil Mack. And I know their defense got shredded by Tua, but that ain't Ryan Tannehill. This could be ugly. This could be ugly. We're going to see, Ray. We're going to
0: see. And that's that's where for my notes, right? Number one, Justin Herbert. He should have a field day against this defense. This defense is god-awful. Derek Carr put up 300 yards against them. Justin Herbert put up 300 on them last season. And so I'm very excited for that. And then as well, Ray, Kellen Moore put up with Dak Prescott, 29 for 41, 282, two touchdowns against the Titans in Nashville in December. So what's he going to do in September when it's not freezing cold and crazy outside? The one thing I will say, though, Ray slight dampen your expectations for josh kelly because as much as i like josh kelly this is a terrible matchup the titans have one of the best run defenses in the league and even last year it was malik davis and zeke elliott because for whatever reason tony pollard didn't play in that game for the cowboys and they only had like 60 rushing yards on 38 carries so it wasn't a good performance they got to throw the ball to win and especially coming off a bad loss against miami I expect Justin Herbert to do great things. So a lot of good for Keenan Allen, a lot of good for Mike Williams. Hopefully, see something from Quentin Johnston, but not really expecting I'm not it. Not expecting but on it,
1: the d- I'm not expecting it from QJ. Not with 38 percent route route share. Man, that's not good. That was not good week one. Uh real quick, Jay. Somebody said you start Traylon Burks this week if Hop- Hopkins is out, and then you know, Joe's yes, like absolutely. T- Tannehill ruining my chig. Like I- you're saying, absolutely. I'd be considering it, yes,
0: because I, I, if you, you can't start to. him in this matchup, right, you if you can't, the Chargers defense isn't great, like, know, they're going to have to get someone the ball, and if they're behind, they're going to throw the ball, right, like, Burks isn't getting benched, they're not sitting him to not get those reps, like, he's going to be playing mm-hmm. for that point, he's a flex option, he's not, you know, a high-end wide receiver two or anything, Right. but he's right. a flex option, you should be at least considering him in some of your medium to deeper leagues, but, Ray, the big thing for me, as you mentioned, and kind of led this off, is Ryan Tannehill is because this Chargers defense didn't play well this week. And of course, yes, it is Tyreek Hill and it is Jalen Model and it is Tua and they are a great offense. But I also don't believe the Titans are as bad as they showed last week. And part of the reason is, I believe that Saints have a really good defense. Okay. People are worried about Chica Conquo. The Saints are literally the best defense against tight ends in the league. They are. So he wasn't supposed to do anything against the, the Saints anyways. So we should have a better week this week we saw what happened with Gerald Everett and some of these other guys, like there's definitely going to be opportunities for all of these players, especially if Hopkins doesn't play. And I do believe that if they can somehow keep Bosa and Khalil Mack away from Tannehill, they can actually put up some points. And so (laughs) I know it sounds crazy, but if, if they can do that, I think there's a real shot. So the question is, is the Titans offense this bad? Which is possible, or is the Chargers defense no good? I think we're gonna find out this week because both are bad last week and we're gonna see what comes to a headway this week. And as I mentioned, Traylon Burch is the other guy I'm looking for. Um, because again, if Hopkins doesn't play, it could be a lot of opportunity headed to Traylon Burch's way. This a lot
1: week. of a lot of terrible opportunity. Um
0: you, you gotta know. start him. I,
1: I am not as bullish or optimistic offensively with this team. Derrick and Henry. a good total. This to total, Derrick. I think,
0: is like 47 as well. So another high total compared to some of the other games. All
1: right, let's honestly. go to the next game, Jay. This is this one you're waiting for. You can't wait for this one. Let's go. You mean how I
0: have the puke emoji next to it for this game? Yeah. Oh, my what, goodness. What bears and bears and Bucks. Tampa Bay favored by two and a half. I mean, come on. Over under a 41. I don't even know how it got that high. Uh, there's only one takeaway. It's Justin Fields, right? is Justin Fields really this bad? Like he played pretty bad all week. He got slammed on hey, man, social media by graphic? everybody.
1: Did, did you put this graphic up like this, man?
0: I mean, Come I on, didn't, bro. I didn't make this. Game. Ray, Come on, I man. mean, if you want me to slander Justin Fields, I can happily go for it right now. Ray, if you recall, the last time he played Tampa Bay was in 2021. It was actually the week that he had a the lowest passing yard over under in betting history. Because if you recall, wait, that was say, the championship. Wait, say that again. What? So this was this was when Justin Fields was struggling in his rookie season back in 2021 and the Bucks had a championship defense and he came into the week and his over under for passing yards was like 130 yards. Now, he did oh, remember, pass yeah. it. He went over, but he went 22 for 32, 184 yards and three interceptions. The Bears lost 38 to three, Ray. It is the only three interception game of Justin Fields' career. I don't think he's going to do that again. I'm not worried about him. It's the pass catchers. It's the weapons. Like, can he get them the ball? I think for fantasy, he will be fine. But does he get the ball, DJ Moore? We don't even care about Darnell Mooney. No one wants to play him. No one wants to roster him. Cole Komet, maybe you're starting him in some deeper tight end leagues. But is there anybody you're excited to see on the Bucks? Because I think I we want to know see who are.
1: I want to I want to see Roshan. I want to see if the Bears give yeah, Roshan, Roshan some Roshan. more opportunity. I do want to see Roshan Johnson. Absolutely. We want to see if DJ Moore is going. And I know a lot of that. Everything hinges and is predicated on Justin Fields' success in that game. But I do want to see DJ Moore. On the Tampa Bay side of the ball, it, Rashad White hadn't been good either. You know, I he feel like ba- no one really bad. talks about Rashad White. It's all positive. But he hadn't been really good either. I, I, I You know, he just hasn't been good, Jay. Mike Evans yeah. still look like Mike Evans to me. I'm watching him like, yep. hey, man, somebody should trade for him. Chris Godwin is going to do what Chris Godwin does. I want to see Baker Mayfield. I want to see if Baker, because what I don't want to do is have a, what if what if he is a quality QB2 in super flex leagues? I don't want to yep. dismiss him because we just don't like Baker Mayfield from the Cleveland Browns and all this other stuff, but – Let's see how he progresses in this offense. He didn't look bad in week one versus Minnesota. Now, Minnesota's defense is probably not very good. But I ca- yeah. this isn't like an, an, an exciting game. But I do think there are a lot of fringy dynasty assets hinging on this game. Justin Fields goes out there and looks bad again. You're going to see his market go down. Rashad White shits mm-hmm. the bed again. People don't want him. So I think there are a lot of uh, storylines inside this game. But no doubt... The biggest one is Justin Fields. Now we got the Chiefs at the Jaguars. Kansas City favored by three and a half over under 51 points. The highest over under point total of the weekend. The next closest is 47. So for you bettors out there, target players from this game, probably going to be a high scoring matchup. Chiefs do have Chris Jones back. Andy Reid has come out publicly and said, uh, Kadarius Tony doesn't drop passes in practice. This was very surprising uh, to us. So it seems like he will be rolled right back out there in his role, and this is going to be watch. Watch him score a touchdown. Watch it be oh, the week. One hundred percent. He's scoring a touchdown. I'm putting it in. Kadarius Tony. Anytime touchdown score. Uh, but Jay, you know who we want to see, man. You you know who we want to see. I want to see uh bad see some. Uh, I want to see some Calvin Ridley, baby. Your boy. Talk about him.
0: Oh, Ray, you know, I love Calvin Ridley. It's funny. I was uh, talking to one of our writers yesterday. And so I went back and I remembered I wrote an article pre-2020 on DLF. You can go and find it. Search my name. Search Calvin Ridley. You'll find it. Um, Where I compared him to Chris Godwin and saying he was going to be the next Chris Godwin because Chris Godwin had a great season beside Mike Evans. I was comparing him to playing next to Julio Jones. His 2020 season was obviously phenomenal. But yeah, I'm so excited for Calvin Ridley. Can he do it again in week two against the Chiefs? The Chiefs defense is a little bit underrated, in my opinion, especially when they have Chris Jones back. Their EPA per play goes down, like, significantly on the other side of the ball. And so we're going to see, can Trevor Lawrence still perform well? Because I thought it was a little shaky week one. Like, Colts defense is good, but I thought they were a little shaky, in my opinion. So we'll see. Calvin Ridley was good, but Trevor Lawrence, t- like you talked I about, like roller coaster t- with that this guy. this is just
1: T-Law, man. T-Law is going to give you moments of Hall of Famism. You're watching him, and you're like, this dude is the... He is the next one, and then he's going to give you moments if he shouldn't even be in the league. You're like, what are you doing, Trevor? What? That's just T T-Law experience. He's going to give you great, 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 then some bad. I'm encouraged by him. I'm with you. I want to see Calvin Ridley. You also want to see uh, his running mate, Jay, because uh, we're a little, I'm a little nervous about old Christian Kirk right now in, in that offense. He uh, seemed like he was the second, third, fourth fiddle at times, and he's a player that you know had 1,000 yards last year, was a dependable Wide receiver two that could potentially give you a spike week here and there, but it didn't look good week one. So I definitely want to see if they can get him involved because it was like Trevor only had eyes for Calvin Ridley in week one. Jay, anything else from this game? Yes, Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey, he was at practice, so I would say that's a good indication that he's going to play. That should help that offense out tremendously. Running yeah. game, I mean, they're just going to run all three running backs. It's going to be Pacheco, no idea it's going to be Clyde, it's going to be some McKinnon. So I think this is just, uh, you want to see Mahomes, you want to see Kelsey, you want to see the Jaguars.
0: Yeah, yeah, the biggest thing is the Jaguars, and as you mentioned, Christian Kirk, right? 65% snaps in week one, or it was 65% snaps or routes, it was not good for Kirk, but as you see in the show sheet, he had his best game against Kansas City last season, right? 12 targets, 9 receptions, 105 yards, 2 touchdowns, so... Can he replicate that in this game? Probably not, but hopefully they will find ways to get him involved. But Ray, I do have to ask you, call your shot on the pass catchers for the Chiefs. Who do you think has the best game this week against the Jaguars?
1: No Kelsey, right?
0: No, you can say Kelsey's there. Kelsey's there or not there. Kelsey,
1: Kelsey. I think Kelsey will have the best game.
0: Oh, oh, you're, oh, you're, no. I'm saying,
1: yeah, I'm saying without, like, (laughs) leaving Kelsey Kelsey. out of the question. Yeah, Um,
0: yeah, no, no, it's going to be Kelsey for sure.
1: Would I be insane for saying, uh, Rasheed Rice? I don't, I don't know. That's where I would
0: go to. I I would pick Rasheed Rice. I'm not, it's not going to be Sky Moore. Um, it could be Tony. I think, like you said, right off a bad game, maybe they try to get him involved early and he can find success, especially in the red zone. Uh, but I think I would pick Rasheed Rice. I think I was really happy with what he did, you know, for Sky Moore to be a second year player and not produce basically at all in the first game. And for a rookie to basically overtake him in terms of fantasy production, right out the gate, like we should see more from Rasheed Rice in this week. Patrick says Justin Watson. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. He gets a lot of run too. But those are the guys I'm kind of looking for. And I kind of agree with you. I think Rasheed Rice would be the option. But Ray, next game, we do have the battle of the rookie quarterbacks, Colts and one, Texans. Man. Houston favored by one point at home over under of 40 points, which is a little bit high for a rookie quarterback game. And in my opinion, the best unit of all of both these teams is actually the Houston Texans defense. So I think that CJ Stroud will ha- will be in an advantageous position to win. And then, of course, Anthony Richardson on the other side. But we're looking to see, can Stroud deliver the goods at home and get a victory? Because we know that the team is okay. But more importantly, I think this defense is what's going to hold up Stroud. And can the offensive
1: line hold up against the Colts' defense? I personally like Houston here. Let let me say this about C.J. Stroud. Let let me say this about Stroud. It was one game, but they let him throw the ball 40 times. 40-plus times in that matchup Mm -hmm. versus Baltimore and I thought he looked pretty good. He was under duress the majority of that game, but he hung in there and he was delivering strikes. I mean, he is a ball placement specialist. I look at these pass catchers and I'm telling you, man, there is some there's some hidden trinity upside in Nico Collins. 60% Ooh. air yard share. He was second on the team uh, first on the team in target share. I if, if if it feels like D'Amico Ryan's in Houston, they're going to allow CJ Stroud to get his reps they are not Mm -hmm. about to do you know let him throw the ball 19 times a desmond they're gonna let him get his reps i think there's some hidden upside in this offense and with even players that we don't really like they don't have dynasty value but we're just talking about scoring you points this year robert woods went out there and ate it was just woods nico woods nico woods nico and you've got two running backs who are okay i like damian pierce but he is not Jonathan Taylor, he is not a Saquon Barkley. He's not Christian McCaffrey. You look at this, and I, I am very—I want some C.J. Stroud. I, I think Stroud is going to be pretty okay. damn good. And if he can continue to progress, if they're going to let him get the reps, he's going to be all right, Jay. And you talked about Anthony Richardson. I mean, do, do we just have a QB1? We'll see. I mean, week one versus Jacksonville, it was a, it was a positive performance— for this young quarterback. He's going to run the ball. He's healthy. He's going to throw the ball to Michael Pittman. That's who I have a lot of interest in is Michael Pittman Jr. But this is a game that I I will be watching pretty closely. I want to see Pittman and A-Rich. I want to see CJ Stroud with these wide receivers. Houston does have an aggressive defense. I don't know if Jalen Petrie is going to be healthy and active, but this is one I want to watch. It's crazy, but I'm like, yeah, give me some Houston and Indianapolis in week two, Jay.
0: Yeah, we're looking for A. Rich to cement himself as the rookie quarterback one. I think he could come pretty close to doing that this week. And as you mentioned, Michael Pittman, we saw what happened last week with Zay Flowers against the slot. And if they're going to play three safeties all game long, then Michael Pittman's going to eat out of the slot, right? So I think we fully expect potential big games from A. Rich and from Michael Pittman. And oh, then it's yeah, really just what can CJ Stroud do on the side. Division yeah.
1: We're going to see these guys go at it uh, for a long time. So yeah, good, sh- good uh Good call right there, Patrick. I wasn't even thinking about that. All right, Jay. We just got a couple of more uh, games that we're going to go through or players we want to see. Niners and the Rams.
0: I don't know, We know what we're going to see, man. We know what we're going to see. A damn beatdown. A beatdown. It's going to be rough. I was looking at, Ray, you know what's crazy? Let let me say this. We said that
1: last week with the Seahawks and the Rams, and it was a beatdown the opposite side. San Francisco's defense is incredible. Their offense is efficient. They should go out there and handle business with against the division opponent. But we said what? that last week. We did. We said it last week, man. Kelly what? Stafford. They talked to the. They talked to McVeigh and Les Snead. They had country playing in the locker room. This is confirmed reports. Country music was playing in the locker room. There was no sexy red, no little baby. Matthew Stafford's feeling good. You got the Prince Puka out there. Hopefully. Cam grinded out Acres, Kyron grinded out Williams. It's going to be a tough test. This is this is a week where your Puka shares could either go through the roof or fall through the floor. It was it, one of those two things. One of those two things that happen if he plays. I just want to yep. see if it continues. Let's see if it continues. Outside of that, you know, st- San Francisco going to be dope. Yeah. Of course, I yeah. want to see everybody. I want to see uh, Jay. I want to see him. You want to see him. And I want to ask you, Jay, is there a world in which after this week, let's just say he goes out there, another hundred yards, two touchdowns. Could we be talking about this player as a top ten receiver in Dynasty? And right now, just to just to who would he kick out? Smith, Waddle, AJ Brown, Olave, Tyreek, Wilson, CD, Lamb, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. So any chance with another big performance, people are talking about Brandon Ayuk is a top 10 wide receiver in Dynasty.
0: I'm gonna say no. I think you need a little bit more than that. But where is T Higgins? Because I think he can easily go over. He's at T eleven Higgins after
1: one good week. He's at eleven. I
0: I think he could easily slot it in at eleven because I know well, that T Higgins is probably he's, a he's little at higher right
1: in him. now. Oh, T, T Higgins is at twelve. Excuse me. JSN okay. right. thirteen. So. Higgins twelve.
0: Diggs eleven. J- JSN. My goodness. Talking about a guy doing absolutely high. nothing. He's a rookie, but can't blame him. But yeah, IU could easily slide up to the top ten. Is tough. Um, I think it may be difficult for him to pass a Waddle. Because even though Waddle is the two in the offense, there's like five guys on San Francisco who can score points, and that's going to be ultimately holding back his value. But in hey, terms of just two, raw two.
1: production and talent, he's there. Do not Cretarious. disrespect two. We can't do it. We are. It's the two-two. It's two-two. be two, the, that's wide the receiver guy this one. year, huh? He could be the wide receiver one if Puka's not there. He could, he could be. be the only option. Could be. He could be. All right, Jay. The last the last game we have on our show, Doc, should be a bounce back game. But, man, it's at the bottom of the list. It looks nasty. The Giants at the Cardinals. Giants are favored by four. 39.5 point over under. Jay, what do you have to say about this one? They looked awful Monday night. Giants didn't show up. Got beat down. O-line is banged up. I think Andrew Thomas is hurt. I believe they lost a guard as well. I think they lost a guard. hmm I don't know, Jay. This Arizona Cardinals defense, according to the numbers, pretty good last week. Yeah. According to Shout the numbers, Washington. it was against Washington. The Giants didn't look much better than the Washington Commanders on Sunday. So where mm-hmm. are you at with this game? And let me just say this. It, it could be rough for the Giants because you know what they get next week in primetime? No. <laughs> on a short week, Jay, they get the San Francisco 49ers in San Ooh. Francisco. Oh, West Coast. That's not good for them.
0: Oh, no. Think
1: on, they a stay on the short week, Jay, Thursday night, Thursday night football. Thursday night football, Giants and the 49ers.
0: I mean, the good thing for them, though, the, the like this is probably the saving grace, is they can't look ahead to the Niners. Like they can't afford to do that. But, you know, you look at what they're, they're probably going to be very aggressive early on and try and put this game away early because, again, like you mentioned, that short turnaround. But it, thankfully for them, they got beat down in week one to where they ha- can't afford to look past the Cardinals in this game. But yeah, I mean, talk about players to watch. It's literally just Darren Waller. Like, I don't really want to see anybody else. Saquon, of course, will be good. On the Arizona side, we don't we don't care for anybody in Arizona. Josh Dobbs, I mean, t- talk about one of the lowest ceiling quarterbacks in the NFL. He's going to start, whatever, it's fine. Good for him. He's playing football, but we don't really want to see Jay. him play. I want to see the Giants' defense play well, though, because this could be a great spot for them.
1: Jay, I'm looking at this Giants' schedule. Frisco Brutal. on Thursday. Then they got the Seahawks on Monday night. Dolphins, Bills, Commanders, Jets.
0: Ooh, ooh, man! No, thank you. That is
1: that no th- especially is especially for defenses. That is a rough schedule for a team that's offensive line is not playing well. This it it could get bad. Let's see. They they got to fix these offensive line issues. Jones has to play better. Bark Barkley needs to play better. But this schedule looks looks quite difficult for the Giants. All right, Jay. Any other games? Any other players? Anything that we didn't touch on that you want to hit the people with before we get out of here? So the one
0: game I am excited to watch, and we'll all watch it Sunday Night Football, is the Dolphins and Patriots. Right? I do have to like that's going to be a fun game. Defensive matchup, 46 and a half point over under. Dolphins are favorite on the road, but Tua has struggled against Bill Belichick. So I'm curious how that game plan plays out. Of course, Tyreek, you're starting. Waddle, you're starting. Yes. yes but Ray, yes. I do have to ask you, is there any world where maybe let's say a slightly deeper league, you would start Durham Smythe at tight end? He ran the most routes for the Miami Dolphins last yeah. week.
1: Yeah, I mean I think there's a chance,
0: the- man. He he looked, he played a role that should be great for fantasy. Whether he, he gets targets or not is different, but he was on the field. He
1: getting He shouldn't be on waivers if you're in if, not, if you're in a start eight, start nine. No, yeah. don't pick up Durham Smythe. But if you're in start eleven, start twelve, start thirteen, deeper dynasty leagues, he should not be on on waivers. I'm actually going to go scan, scan for Durham Smythe, but he played the role, which should should yield some opportunity. So, am I firing him up? No, I don't believe I would do that, but. He does not deserve to be on waivers in deeper leagues. I, I definitely think that there's a role for the tight end position. It seems like they kind of want to do that in yep. Miami. It helps open up other things, and he got to, he got the route participation that you're looking for. So, and, and I'll say this, Jay. I was thinking about it last night, man. Is Mac Jones a sneaky buy? I, 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 is he a sneaky buy? And the reason why I say this is everybody was out on Mac. Out, no one, no part of him. We all knew that a goddamn defensive coordinator was calling off. Still blows my mind that the New England Patriots would even allow that to happen. But with Bill O'Brien, he did look good versus Philadelphia. Outside of the pick six to Darius Slay, Mac Jones did whatever he wanted to do with not a lot of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. He was doing it with Kendrick Bourne, doing it with uh, Mike Gisecki and and Hunter Henry. Yep. Is he is he kind of a sneaky little buy candidate? You look at the quarterbacks from twenty twenty one. T Law is submitted, cemented. Zach Wilson, woof. Trey Lance, woof. Woof. Justin Fields, don't woof him. No, no, no. no. He's not a woof, but he's getting close. For fantasy, he's fine, so we're good. You look at Mac, and and I can. He feels like the guy that outside of T Law is probably just going to continue to get opportunities to start in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe. I'm not I'm not advocating for or against it, but I just wanted to ask the question.
0: And as you mentioned, Ray, he was the quarterback one of the rookie class, right? He was the best rookie quarterback and it wasn't even particularly close in their rookie seasons. Um, But I do want to point out, this is a great spot for the running game as well. We saw what the Chargers did, and I do really like the Kellamore run scheme, but I think that they're going to run the ball very effectively against the Dolphins. And more importantly, Vic Fangio wants you to run the ball against the Dolphins. And so he's not going to create a ton of pressure, not have a ton of guys up front. He's going to hold everyone else in check and I think especially against the Patriots he can even have his safeties and corners play a little bit tighter than he could against the Chargers as well as still allowing that running game so I would expect a pretty big game from Ramondre and a lot of involvement um, from Ezekiel Elliott and potentially a little bit less volume from Mac in this one but he could still have a good game and if he does at that point I would say we should probably be in because we know that Fantio doesn't want them to pass the ball they want them to run the ball and last but not least Ray your Jets and your Cowboys. They play in Dallas. Are you going to the game, first of all?
1: I am going to the tailgate. I'll be there. Uh, nice. Dez is going to be out there. I'll be at the tailgate. I'm not going to the game because got baseball practice and I'm the coach, so I can't miss that. Uh, but nah, I will I be at the tailgate earlier to start the game, but I will not be there. Uh, that game could be ugly, man. I, I would not. Disgusting. Would you start Dak? Would you start Dak no. this week? I don't think I would either. I think I would rather find another option than Dak Prescott this week. I don't believe Dallas is going to allow him to put the ball in harm's way. This is another game where the Dallas defense, the Jets' offensive line is not good, Jay. I mean, Mm -hmm. even in Aaron Rodgers' four snaps, the line line is not good. And then you've got a quarterback in Zach Wilson who's also not very good against a defense that is ferocious, hungry, fired up, ready to go. This could be just a low-scoring, grind it out, Game Dallas could be is probably going to be without Brandon Cook. So now we're back to yep. the offense where it's just CD Lamb. I would not be starting Dak. I am taking him out of lineup. I would not be starting him this week, not versus this defense. If you start him this week, don't complain and cry when he has eight points. When he sucks, yeah. When he sucks because right? you know what you're going up against. The same way I'd be very reluctant and hesitant to start Matthew Stafford versus San Francisco on the road. Like these are defensive matchups that I think you need to look for. Other pivot points if you have them. And if you don't and you got to roll with it, just assume the risk. You know what's going to happen if you go out there. They're not going to let him put the ball in harm's way versus this defense that's going to come out knowing we got to win this. Like we have yeah. to show up to win this game, both sides of the ball. So Dallas, I'm firing up Tony Pollard. You got to start C.D. Lamb. Yep. Jake Ferguson. <sighs> got a lot okay. of targets in week one. I'll, I'll, you'll do it, right? But, again, you're assuming the risk there. Tony Pollard, no doubt, on the Jets' side of the ball. I thought Dalvin Cook no, looked buddy. good. Brees Hall looked good. You're starting both of those guys. Are you firing up Garrett Wilson in this matchup? Are you starting mm. Garrett Wilson versus Dallas this week? And if you drafted him, you drafted him to be your wide receiver one. He's your best name option on your roster. Are you starting, in ver- Are you starting your studs versus Dallas with Zach Wilson at quarterback?
0: I think the reality is that I can't bench Garrett Wilson. Like, there really isn't a better option out there. Like, if you're picking a guy off of waivers, like, I'm not starting Puka Nakua over Garrett Wilson. Like,
1: sorry, Do you Puka. have, but Marlon's saying you have to start him. Do you have to, do, let me ask y'all this. Let me ask you, I'm going to give you some gross, dirty names out there right now. Um, I was going to say Tutu Atwell, and then I thought, okay, he's a, he's playing the Rams. But <laughs> the Zay Niners, Flowers yeah. or Garrett Wilson this week? <laughs> come on Ray, man. literally rapid I fire recorded my, i recorded my wilson? pod last night and zay
0: flowers was a player i said you can start because there will be points in that game so i wouldn't be shocked you could start him i think okay i think Zay, you could
1: nico collins or garrett wilson i would probably start garrett wilson you would probably start garrett wilson okay um let me give you a couple of other names over garrett wilson would you start Cortland sutton or garrett wilson
0: so we have the Broncos against the Commanders. I would probably still start Garrett Wilson. Both are bad matchups.
1: Michael Pittman Jr. versus uh, who does Indy play? We just talked about the Houston. Indy game. Michael Pittman Jr. or Garrett Wilson?
0: That's a little bit closer. I would start I would sorry. I would start Michael Pittman over Garrett Wilson.
1: Mike Williams, if he's playing for the Chargers, or Garrett Wilson. I'd start Mike Williams. Kendrick Bourne or Garrett Wilson.
0: See, that's a more realistic conversation. I think you could make the case for Bourne, but I'd probably still start Garrett Wilson.
1: Mike Evans or Garrett Wilson? Mike Evans. Mike Evans, easily. George Pickens or Garrett Wilson? So he's the only target there, right? That's why I'm asking the question.
0: But yes, Cleveland. No way. Cleveland on Monday night? No, I can't. No, I'd start Garrett Wilson.
1: Okay, would you, would you risk it all for Amari Cooper on Monday night? Final question. I Amari think you could, yeah. Cooper or Garrett I think Wilson. You
0: could. I think you could. The Steelers defense did not play well. And if Amari Cooper is number 1 in the offense, then yeah, you can. Even okay. even
1: though Watson was terrible. All right. All right, there it is. Appreciate everybody tapping into the Wake Up Show. This week the what is it? Week what week? Or week 2 of football. Week 2. Week 2. Week 2, week two week of NFL football. Appreciate everybody being in the building. Hit the thumbs up button, like the content. Remember, we talked about it, destinationdevy.com is up yes, live articles up there. Uh, Yes, I saw somebody talking about the prospect comparison tool. And uh, uh, JB is also Mm -hmm. working on a Trinity Finder tool for us as well. He tweeted some of that stuff up. So we've got a lot of good things coming. We've got 100 codes. Use GMGP. You get half off of the the all-access pass for the first month. Uh, Go do that. Once they're gone, they're gone. I just wanted to give that to the family here. We appreciate everybody supporting us over all of these years. I mean, Jimbo, Tater, Tater. You know Caleb, Josh, Joe, Moggs, like Patrick. These are names. Marlon, John, that that have been here for years. Gretchen, like we really appreciate y'all. Like we we don't do this for us. We hope we provide some entertainment to y'all's lives in the morning. Some fun, make y'all upset, make you happy, make you proud, motivate you. We just really appreciate y'all rocking with us. So support the creators, man. Don't support like. It ain't about me. It ain't about Jay Rich. It's about Jordan Backus and all the work that he's done behind the scenes and has gone thankless. It's about Brandon. It's about Ty. It's about Shane. It's about Gene and Ike. It's about all the other people that we want to elevate and give them a voice in this space. Jeff Mueller, one of the best injury doctors out there. So support these people. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel. Rock with Destination Devi. Y'all have a fantastic freaking weekend and we'll see y'all bright and early on Monday morning. We out. Love y'all. Before y'all close off of the video, I just want to say thank you for checking out the content on Destination Devi. Really appreciate every single view that we get. And the only thing that I ask is that you hit the thumbs up button, like the content, subscribe to the channel. And if you can, comment below for the algorithm really helps the channel grow. Now, if you want more exclusive access to me and the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access. Now, if your money's a little funny, we do have free content for you. Make sure you subscribe to the All Gas newsletter. There's a link in the description of this video below. And subscribe to the Destination Debbie podcast radio feed, where we're got all types of shows hitting airwaves every single week. Now y'all can get out of here. I appreciate y'all tapping in. It's all gas all the time. I love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.